0: You're listening to the living word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. We come alive as a way. so we can fully rest in your truth. Yeah, yeah.
1: Every time I go there. He speaks to me, and He also reminds me, and here's what I'm reminded of every time. While I got out of that years ago, and at this point have never gotten back in it, that whole time, I've never stopped investing in the Kingdom of God. I've never stopped investing in the Kingdom of God. And He reminds me every time my stock in heaven has never gone down and it never will.
0: It's tempting to look at successful investors and covet after their prosperity. You hear stories all the time of people who made some minuscule investment in a company that proceeded to skyrocket to the top, turning them into millionaires with little to no effort. As Pastor Danny reminds us in today's message, there's nothing wrong with that, but where is their treasure? Is it in money and possessions that will lose value and eventually fade away, or are they invested in the kingdom of God? Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: Years ago, when we were meeting in uh, Shorecrest, we were meeting in their cafetorium at the time for our Sunday morning services. Probably around 70, 80 of us there, you know, it was about the size of the church then. And I remember this gentleman comes in, and nobody would ever seen him before, and he sits right in the front, right down in the front. We never saw him again after that. And I made sure I greeted him. What if he was an angel? Hey, listen, Romans twelve thirteen. Say it with me. Ready? Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Galatians says that first and foremost, we ought to be showing hospitality to strangers in the church and then in the world. We ought to do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Practice hospitality. It ought to become just a regular part of our lives. Last thing I'll say on that, look, from the children's ministry to the youth group on up to life groups and ministry groups, don't be cliquish. Don't be cliquish. I've heard some reports sometimes that people come into some meetings and, and you, everybody's with the people they already know and already comfortable with and somebody new comes in and nobody reaches out to them. That's a very unchristian thing. Reach out. Look for the new faces. Look for the person sitting by themselves. And at least, at the very least, greet them. And maybe invite them over with you. Maybe invite them to lunch. You find a stranger today. Any angels here today? Any angels? Two angels right there. Take them to lunch. Verse three remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Now, in the day this was written, there were actually believers in prison. And he's saying, look, remember those in prison, your fellow brothers and sisters. But it goes beyond that. You look at Matthew 25 and the parable there that Jesus told. You look at the life of Jesus. It's not just reaching out to even uh, believers that have been mistreated or in prison or whatever. Reaching out to the world as we have opportunity. That's why we do prison ministry here. And uh, I wish we could get at least 10 more prison teams uh, this year before the end of the year. We need more. You ought to, if, you're not, if you're not doing anything, one of the best places you can volunteer and get involved is the prison ministry team. And the best thing about the prison ministry team we send out, uh, you go into the prison, you come back out of the prison. I used to do a lot of prison ministry before we started Saturday night service because that was the day I would usually go, and my schedule just changed because of the growth of the church. And I don't get to do it very often anymore. But it's one of my favorite ministries. But I used to always, you know, because my background, you know, I was a real rebel, and I would I would be in there right now if I hadn't gotten saved. I'd be in prison or dead, one of the two. And I used to always, even though I know I'm a Christian, I haven't done anything wrong. it Used to always bother me a little bit to go in. It's like, are they gonna let me back out? And then the peace of God comes back over me again. Oh, I'm saved. It's okay. Praise the Lord. Verse 4. <laughs> marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Last week's message. If you weren't here, you ought to get it. Fighting the flesh, and we especially talked about uh, that appetite of the flesh that I think my numero uno one to fight, and that is sexual temptation. We talked very practically about it last week and how to win the battle. And you can win the battle. It is winnable. Praise the Lord. Verse 5, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Now it's getting personal. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Now again, In this day, these believers had really experienced this in a way a lot of us probably never will. Because if you go back to uh, Hebrews chapter 10... Verse 32, here's the encouragement there. Remember those who earlier, remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You identified with them. You sympathized with those in prison and get this one, joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. Remember the one ruling when this was written was Nero. And sometimes Nero and the government, just because you were a Christian, came in and took your stuff. And it says they joyfully accepted the confiscation of their property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. This was very personal to me, especially now. One of the things people have said over the years that I, I, it must be true because a lot of different people have said it in my ministry here as pastor that they use this word. They say, you're so transparent, you're transparent because I share my struggles. I share my failures with you. I I try to be an open book, nothing to hide. And uh, one of the things I've struggled with over the last few months from time to time is not being content with what I have. Let me tell you what I mean. Years ago, when things went south, and uh, my 403B, which is the same as a 401K, it's just in a church, it's a 403B, and it's your retirement account. For years, I didn't have a retirement account, then uh, some guy in the church said, you really ought to start putting money away, and uh, I'm like, I don't really believe in retirement, although I'm believing in it more sometimes these days, <laughs> cer- certain days, certain weeks, but, you know, I started, I met with the guy, you know, that handles that stuff in, in our office, and, and I started putting things away, you know, stuff taken out of your check for retirement. Then, years ago, you know, when things get south, went south, and my retirement account went south, like a lot of years did. And I got so fed up with it because I, I, I can't not look at what the market is doing. I just, I, I, I'm going to look and see what's happening. One guy told me, you just never look. I'm like, I can't do that. I haven't been able to do that anyway. And so I just got out of the whole thing. I felt the Lord was leading me to do it. and I'm not blaming the Lord, but I felt like the Lord was leading me to do it. Just get out of it and put it in a fixed account. You get 3% a year on your money, which is not much. And so you lose that opportunity uh, for for your nest egg to increase. Well, when I got out of it, uh, the Dow was a little over 8,000. I looked at the Dow on Friday. It's about to set a record, an all-time high. It's over 14,000. And I start to do the math. If I'd have stayed in it, what I would have now versus what I do have now. Is that being transparent? You know what happens every time I go there? The Lord speaks to me. And he says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That's not to say you're not to have a retirement account. That's not to say it would have been wrong for me to get back into it and now have a lot more in my retirement account than I would have. But every time I go there, he speaks to me, and he also reminds me, and here's what I'm reminded of every time. While I got out of that years ago, and at this point I've never gotten back in it, that whole time, I've never stopped investing in the kingdom of God. I've never stopped investing in the kingdom of God. And he reminds me every time, my stock in heaven has never gone down, and it never will. Amen? Listen. Listen. I love this statement by Louis Giglio. Follow the trail of your time, energy, affections, and money, and there you find a throne. And whatever or whoever is on that throne is the object of your worship. You know, when I didn't have any retirement account, I didn't struggle. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to give it away necessarily. Be content with what you have because the Lord has said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Hey, say this one with me. Come on. You ready? Let's say this. Ready? Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in the heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen? Here's what Paul said. I've learned. I like he says, I learned this. This didn't happen overnight. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Amen. Verse 7, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Our greatest heroes... In life, ought to be Christian leaders. Godly Christian leaders. But with that said, anybody ever here had a Christian leader fail you? Fail you? I have.
0: so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the Living Word? This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.